If you or someone you know is struggling with substance abuse, please get the right help. You can reach the Narcotics Anonymous World Service hotline at 818-773-9999. Narcotics Anonymous is a self-help fellowship of men and women offering support for those who struggle with drug use and wish to quit. Meetings are both in-person and online. But when you call the hotline, you'll be in touch with a volunteer who could share their personal experience with you or refer you to a local meeting. Who gave me permission to do this? <laughs> oh my God. Sometimes we're going to laugh and sometimes we're going to cry. That's just the way it goes. This is either going to be a good time or a bad time. We're just going to have to figure that out. You are now listening to Stupid Wise Girl. Hey guys, thank you for tuning in to Stupid Wise Girl. This podcast was created for everyone and anyone who is seeking their purpose, who wants to change but might feel stuck. Our title is a perfect example why you should not judge a book by its cover. We aim to help everyone, not just females. We dig deep into ourselves in every episode and we get real with what we need and we learn how to figure out exactly what that is. Whether it's a relationship or a career, we as individuals make stupid mistakes although our wiser, higher self always knew better. We must get to a place where we can accept our stupid and move forward into our wise. Thank you again, and I hope you enjoy this podcast. Hey, lovies. Welcome, welcome. Thanks for tuning into another episode of Stupid Wise Girl. If you love deep, meaningful conversations, this is the episode you want to listen to until the end. I got a chance to sit down with Paul Cooley, who is a recovering addict who is now taking the art world by storm. His paintings are held in places like Iowa State University, B2 Ventures in Franklin, Tennessee, Stevens Collection in Los Angeles, California, Philip Kaplan in New York City, and a few other private and corporate collections throughout the United States and Canada. We often hear that we should live in the present, But a lot of times we become anxious because we want to know all the answers to life's questions too quickly. From once being homeless to now living out his dreams, Paul explains to us that living in the moment while trusting that things will work out is the key. Know that there is something that has your back and do the best you can so it reveals itself. You need to have trust in the process and the unfolding of your life. Negative thoughts and negative situations will always present themselves. It's how you respond to them that makes the difference. Faith is knowing that you will be okay. You can't worry and believe. You must choose one. Please believe. Paul explains how he faces the dark thoughts instead of self-medicating and masking the challenges like he once did. Facing the feelings instead of running from them. Feeling the feelings but not acting on them. And most importantly, knowing that everything always works out for the best. Take a listen. You're going to love this. Hey, guys, I'm here with Paul Cooley, someone I've actually known for quite some time now. How old How old were you when we met? It was like... It was probably like 2012. You've been yeah. doing art for how long now? Um, my whole life. I've been... Drawing, my, my mom's got drawings that I made when I was like two, three years old. I used to draw like motorcycles repetitively when I was a baby. Um, and uh, I got into graffiti in New York when I was 12, 13. 
did a lot of graffiti. And then in, uh, in 2010, I went through, I went through like a lot of, uh, a lot of, you know, drug addiction stuff and, um, a lot of pain and all throughout my like teenage and young adult life. In 2010, I got clean and, um, that's when I picked back up with creating stuff. I was working in, uh, hotels, which I was doing like night audit. I had a lot of downtime and I was, uh, studying calligraphy and just YouTube at this point was already like basically a college you could learn anything at. And I was learning Photoshop and I was vectoring, uh, my illustrations and in, in, uh, what's the other one? Uh, I had, I had all the Adobe suites. I like had one of my friends. Illustrator? Yeah, Illustrator. There you go. And, uh, I never learned too much in Illustrator, but I learned enough to like vector stuff and clean up lines. And so I'd say from age 21, when I first got clean to 23, 24, I was just like a sponge for like, knowledge you know I, w- I never went to school but i was learning a lot on the internet and i was creating every day and i was learning a lot about myself and my art and yeah so how did you find the inspiration for for the stuff you were creating um it was i mean it was all like at that point when i got clean i had already been through more than most people go through like in their whole lives you know i had been homeless i had you know I had burned every fucking bridge in front of me. Um, So my main inspiration was that, like, I found a new way to live, you know? And it was like, yeah, that was everything. That was was my inspiration right there. Kind of like, I still had, I still had these, like, voices in my head that were telling me I was like a piece of shit and like all the all the things that I numbed with drugs and silenced with drugs and uh they were still there the only thing that wasn't there was the drugs and I was having to deal with those feelings and I put all of that into the into the art you know I wasn't even thinking of it as inspiration like I was literally writing poems like like voice to negate those voices in my head like it was like very literal like I was literally like talking myself out of something I got clean in Florida um in 2010 I moved back to New York like 2012 and um you know when I was in Florida I was going to 12-step meetings that's how I was able to you know begin this journey of staying clean and when I moved back to New York, you know, I, I already had some ambitions. I had started tattooing and I, uh, I didn't make any 12 step meetings when I moved back to New York. I just hit the ground running, you know, and, uh, so those voices took over in a way, you know, and I, I think in retrospect, I started doing graffiti again as kind of a high, as kind of like a, a means of, getting out of myself a little bit. Um, you know, doing graffiti in New York City is like huge adrenaline. And then when, when people start noticing your stuff on the street, that's like, you know, that like 
reinforces the ego and you know it, it, this stuff is all in retrospect but but yeah i started painting graffiti a lot and i wasn't going to 12-step meetings uh, that that was kind of like my drug i just came home and i started doing that and i painted for like a year like a lot like i i like painted the long island expressway the bqe <clears throat> And um, you painted and was, a very high end store, which I don't know if we should say the name. But uh, whoever knows the story knows the story. That was that was epic. Yeah, I painted <laughs> the front of a store in Soho, and the, there was a photo of that that went viral on Tumblr. So basically, the, during that time, like Instagram was was very new and exciting too. Like 2012, everyone was like getting on Instagram, and the whole community. The whole Instagram was very different back then, but it was, it was, I don't think I even knew how to use it. I was like, what do you do with this thing? Yeah. <laughs> you just like post your photos. Yeah. A lot of my, a lot of my friends told me that I was the first person that told them about Instagram, <laughs> but I was on it like early on. I think I saw like Eric Costin using it on like a skateboard blog. But, um, but during that time when I was painting, Instagram was like, this exciting new thing and people my 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 little bio on there s- said if you see me tag me and the whole account was the mustache face you know so i was so people were in the streets of new york taking pictures of the mustache face and tagging me and i was reposting them and it's something that if I think I did that now, like no one would give a shit because Instagram is just like yeah. so watered down. With now like it's very self-centered. And yeah, it was it was kind of different back then. It was kind of there was more of like a, a weird community. Um, so that was like the start of it. Yeah, I was getting featured on like blogs and like street art walks in Brooklyn. And um, I, I definitely what I was doing was different. You know, like the imagery. It was a. Uh, Maybe reminiscent of like a New York bubble letter, but it was a face, you know, it was a face. Why did you choose a mustache face? Like what inspired that face? It's weird. Like it, it wasn't like a decision. Like it was just something that I had been drawing, like since I was a kid in various ways. Uh, he didn't always have a mustache. Some of my friends have like old graffiti books that I'd drawn it in, like when I was still getting high. And it was just something that I always drew. And like, I, I had given him various names and whatnot, but it's, I knew that when I came back and I want, and I started painting again, I didn't want to paint my tag name. I wanted to do something different and just, I just kind of ch- chose it, you know? Um, yeah, it just, it just evolved on its own. I wasn't like inspired by any like profound thing. I just, like I said, during that time, the, the act of doing it and, and all that was kind of like a drug for me. So it just kind of took on its own form. I and guess. you became the mustache guy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever have trouble finding inspiration? Yeah, I have trouble finding inspiration. Sure. I mean, today, now, like where I am, I, I make my living from selling paintings, you know, so there's a lot more pressure on it. Um, one, one of the things that I've found is that there, there are two ways. One is to just kind of like work through it and just let the painting be the thinking and not to like, you know, not to overthink it, not to be like, oh, you know, I need to come up with this like amazing idea, but just to fuck around and just like treat a big canvas like it's a piece of disposable paper. 
And that's like letting the, the painting be the thinking and just like trying to lose yourself in the process. A lot of the time, good, good things can come out of that. Um, and also sometimes to just let it be what it is, you know, like I've, I've, uh, I've kind of come to work in seasons a little bit. Like if I, uh, like I just did a show in, uh, in Del Rey and I shipped like 16 paintings down there. And so for months I, I was creating, I was painting all this stuff and then, you know, that's exhausting. It's, it's like, I'm I'm making real stuff that's coming from like the depths of within me or whatever. And then at the end, you know, there's an opening, there's a show, you know, it was a success. There's a lot of people. It was, it was good. And then, then what? And that's usually when it's like, oh man, like what do I paint now? And through the years, I've kind of learned to just be like, well, that was my, that was my show. Now I'm going to take some time to relax and I'm not going to put any pressure on like having to paint a masterpiece tomorrow and I'll give myself a date maybe three weeks from now or two weeks from now. Whenever I'm going to get back in the studio, you know, and, and it's not always good to say whenever it comes because sometimes, sometimes you just have to get back in and, and you know, <laughs> but to give yourself that time can be important to just be like, you know, if you get smacked by a great idea, I mean, definitely go execute. Yeah. Yeah. But if you don't in that two weeks, still, I would say still get back to it and just. How do your ideas come to you? Like you have a canvas. Is it something that you see in your head as a finished product or is it more like you just express yourself and whatever you create is what comes out? Um, probably a mixture of both. Cause I never start a blank painting, seeing a finished product. V rarely. That's just personally for me. I know a lot of painters do work that way. Um, no, it's probably a mixture of both. I mean, I usually like to start my process kind of mindlessly and seeing what kinds of things come out. Even if I have an end, end game in mind, as far as maybe like wordplay or like a poem or something, um, usually the, the first few layers at least will kind of just be mindless and mark making and letting things happen and I think I like the spontaneity I and mean, a lot of times things will come out that you obviously weren't planning that you can just embrace or you create a huge fucking problem that you hate that you have to fix you know and, and that in both cases I think a lot of beauty can be made you know so that's usually how I work I don't I don't really work like uh from an end result back I guess now, after everything you've been through and where you are now in your life, what does faith mean to you? Hmm. What does faith mean to me? It's just like this lifelong process of, of balance, I guess. I mean, faith really, to me, is, is just staying in the moment, you know? Um, I mean, obviously, we're in control of how we react. To th we're in control of ourselves for the most part, but we're not in control of our destinies all the time. Um, I think it's good to have goals and work towards them, but I mean, as far as, you know, planning 30 steps ahead, that's usually when I start to get myself into trouble, like in the headspace, you know, like thinking about like all this stuff I have to do and how I'm going to do it. Meanwhile, I'm laying in bed, and all I really need to do is just go to sleep <laughs> so I can get up early and, and start my to-do list. And do what you need to do. Yeah. 
So, I mean, faith, like, to me, like, I, I, if I'm in a good place, then my faith is just that, like, I know I'm on my trajectory. There's no reason for me to think I will fail. There's no evidence that I will fail. Everything has worked out up until this point. So I'm just going to do the next thing in front of me and, you know, put the next foot forward and that's it, you know. But when you were in the dark space, how did you get yourself? I mean, you had to... You had to think ahead to pull yourself out of that dark space. No, absolutely not. No? No. I is that is that it. the mistake people make? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had to keep it in the moment more than ever. I mean, when I was first when I was first getting clean, I mean, first of all, I didn't do this on my own, you know, like I needed a lot of help. I went I was I had been to like a, a million rehabs at that point and institutions and but it was the twelve step program that helped me personally because I was you know a drug addict and I still think like a drug addict I'm you know I still consider myself like that doomed for life you know I just don't use drugs today and then those those uh that's kind of an asset to me now I feel like because I have those same uh you know obsessive tendencies I can apply them to positive things but no, in the beginning, it was not thinking ahead. It was literally, sometimes I had to think five minutes at a time only. Wow. Like, like in the beginning, you know, the, the hardest thing for me was all I knew was that negative life I was in. So my mind would constantly revert back to it. And sometimes, you know, as far as getting high and stuff, I had to literally just say, all right, I'll get high tomorrow. All right, I'll get high tomorrow. Just postpone it. Because tomorrow never comes. If you postpone it. That's so interesting. Yeah. And sometimes it, it would be five minutes at a time. Like, I just got to get through this next five minutes, you know? I'm just not going to walk into that store and buy a six pack right now. You know, I'll just do it. The next store I'll see, I'll do it, you know? And then sometimes by the time you get to the next store, that feeling passed. And it was just a feeling, you know? You don't, you don't have to act on it. If I'm feeling bad, that doesn't mean I'm doing bad. It's just a feeling, you know? There's a saying, a lot, but by the way, all this stuff, I'm not, I'm not some guru. This was all stuff that was taught to me, and this is a gem. It, this little expression, feelings aren't facts. So I could be feeling bad. Everyone feels bad. You know, bad things happen. You feel bad. But that doesn't mean that I am bad or that I am doing bad or I am doomed or whatever. I don't have to act on it, you know, because when I personally, when I feel bad, I want to fix that, like, right away. Like, I want to self-medicate. I want to get out of myself somehow. You know, if I'm maybe go vandalize something, I'll forget about it. But really, I could just let that feeling pass and not act out in a way that's going to create bad feelings again later. You know, and the feeling will pass, you know. Do you believe that God or the universe, whatever word you're comfortable with using, sends us signs of confirmations that we're going on the right track or we're on the right track? <laughs> oh, man. This this has happened to me so many times. Uh, I love that you said that because that's true. It happens so many times. Uh, well, this, this particular instance where my, my, you know, my income is kind of like sporadic, you know, like I don't know when I'm going to get paid. I don't know how much I'm going to get paid. Some months I'll sell a bunch of big paintings. I'll make 20 grand. Some months I won't make shit for two months. You know, like it's, it's funny. And, uh, there have been so many times where I don't know how I'm going to make my bills. 
and like it'll just happen to like the dollar amount you know and i'll be there's been times when i'm like literally stressed and i'm a dick to everyone around me usually the people closest to you you know my wife's like fucking walking on eggshells around me and stuff and it's because you know i don't know how i'm gonna pay the mortgage and i don't know how i'm gonna pay my rent at the studio and then boom like two things will sell or like something little will happen and it'll be like the day before it's due. You know, it's like, you can't make that shit up. And it's like <laughs> exactly what I needed. And it's kind of just like a, it's kind of just like a pat on the back. Like, see, like what you're, you're okay. Nothing. Yeah. Like you're I got okay. you, you know, like that's like, it that goes back to what I said, like before I have no evidence that says that shit won't work out. Cause it always does. It always does. Do you also believe that in the invisible thread that brings the right people into your lives for the right reasons? People that are meant to be in your life to teach you something and they always come into your life by accident and then looking back now, they served such a huge purpose to you. Yeah, everyone I've ever met. <laughs> yeah, sorry. They're doing construction upstairs. I don't know if you're... We're, we're in your element. We're in the yeah. studio. <laughs> Hopefully your machine will be able to eliminate these yes. loud hammers. Um, yeah, I've got a, I've got a great one. I've got a great story. Uh, I had a, f a friend of mine I met um, in the in the program. Uh, Paul, he, his name is also Paul, and he's a he's a cool dude. But you know, we weren't that close. He's a tattooer and a lot older than me. And we hung out a few times, and. Uh, and then he uh, he found that I skateboarded, and he he told me, "Hey, you want to come? We we'll do this old man slot at the skate park. That's the 9 a.m. slot, you know, because the kids skate skateboarder kids don't wake up that early. So we go to the skate park at 9 a.m. You know, we're pushing around. He's like, "Hey, I, I invited my buddy to come. I think you two would get along." And like this guy just literally set up like a blind date, like on some shit. You know what I mean? Like neither of us knew he was even doing this. He just invited both of us. And the guy who he invited was Grateful Ray. He owns a clothing company called Grateful Apparel. Um, and this guy, this was, this was years ago. This guy has become such a good mentor to me in so many ways. Um, I mean, he's, he's like a good, positive dude. He's like a reformed gangster. Um, he owns this clothing company called Grateful. Obviously, it's, he, it's a small company, but in, this, in the scheme of small companies, I mean, they're very successful. They do over a million in sales every year. And, you know, he's built it out of nothing, basically. And um, whether it's business or, or relationship advice or, you know, he's like happily married with kids and runs a successful business a lot older than me has a lot more experience with a lot of things that i mean two days a week we fucking sit outside my house on the bench and just bullshits you know sometimes we'll we'll you know talk business sometimes we'll talk spirituality sometimes we'll do a fucking push-up circle you know like he's just like he's definitely like one of my one of my biggest mentors um and that's i mean there's a there's a million other little you know 
grand coincidences. I don't. I've never heard the. Do you believe in coincidences? Because well, you, well, you see, know. some people call them coincidences, and then people say there's no such thing as a coincidence. Right. right. Well, divine coincidence. You know, I don't fucking know. You know, invisible thread is just a term someone made up. I mean, I think definitely that there is a. I personally believe in God. I know some people would rather say the universe and all this stuff, but there's a bigger plan. You know, I definitely think there's a bigger plan. Um, and it's kind of a relief to think that, to, you know, to believe that even if you can find faith in that, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna be part of this bigger plan. Um, it's a, it's a comforting thought. Are and those the things that keep you going, those confirmations? Well, I will say that those those kind of moments outweigh the bad stuff. Um, they outweigh all the kind of anxieties of what I go through, you know, with like being like an entrepreneur, essentially. You know, it comes with a lot of stress and stuff. But when I'm in the darkest, like, places in my head, a lot of the times I can't get to that positive you know a lot of the times what gets me through is like very simple like I was saying before like just postponing acting out maybe picking up the phone and calling somebody in my network um, a lot of the times to get through the really dark to start seeing the light at least you know um, is crucial and, and and those things are usually not like me realizing like oh everything's gonna be okay you know it's hard to realize that when you're like in the middle of a storm you know sometimes when you're in the middle of a storm you just need a fucking buoy to hold on to you know so I think I mean not isolating during those times is crucial just like getting out even if you're even if you got no one to hang out with if it's the middle of the day everyone's at work going to the park you know like something like very basic to get out of your own way yeah to get out of your own head yeah that takes willpower like build well yeah willpower is a tricky thing for me because i don't have good willpower if i did i wouldn't have needed a whole group of drug addicts to help me you know stay clean you know but but yeah but it was your decision to continue to stay clean so right you have to give yourself credit for that right well it was my decision to stay put sometimes sometimes it was my decision to surrender those sorts of things is like building yourself a safety net you know if you can get those simple you know postpone until tomorrow just keep it in the day if you can remember some simple cliches so i i feel like having discipline on top of faith it's like it's almost like it's a it's it's kind of a recipe for staying on your path yeah no i agree Define happiness. What, what, like, what does happiness mean to you? Staying in the moment. Staying in the moment. Absolutely. You can only find happiness in moments. You can only find it in moments. Even if it's something so superficial, like buying happiness with money, you're still in the moment at the register. Like, if you're, (laughs) like, but, but real, you know, like heart filling stuff too, you know, like your, your baby's first steps, which I haven't experienced that. I mean, you go, what if you're not paying attention? What if you're in your head? You know, that's, that's a moment that could probably bring so much joy. And yeah, for me, happiness is staying in the moment. If I'm in the moment, I'm, I'm okay. So what does self love mean to you? Oh, this is a good one. This is a good one. Oh man, 
I could go off on a rant right now. That's good. That's good. <laughs> self-love. All right. Self-love is kind of like the discipline you were just talking about, you know? Like, I think self-love gets a, gets a, a bad rap with like, uh, salt baths and like treating yourself <laughs> and like, cause a lot of the time that's not real self love. That's also just instant gratification. And it can be like, I feel like that's a band aid as self love. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, real self love is doing something that doesn't give you instant gratification, but gives you lasting or delayed gratification. Something you could do today that's going to give you a better tomorrow. That's real self-love. It's like my favorite quote, do something today that tomorrow will say thank you for. Yeah, there you go. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, it's not that it's not that complicated, you know. Life is actually pretty simple. If you if you really have no path or no purpose and maybe you're you know, if you're really stuck, um yeah, go travel, go book a trip, go somewhere, you know, do something spontaneous definitely go out there and fuck up some more it's true it's true when you're comfortable usually not a lot of great things come from comfortability you know i feel like that's the best way to close this that's that's really good advice i like that advice a lot i stand by that go ahead and tell them your instagram Uh, and how to find you thanks nyc um our website is paulcooley.nyc clothing website is mannersmovement.com so everyone go check him out you're gonna love his stuff and thank you for doing this with me yeah thanks for having me thank you